Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And in today's journey through history, we're going to explore the history of the town of Parchment, Michigan, over in Kalamazoo County. Now, Parchment is an interesting community. It was actually named after the Parchment Company that used to manufacture that paper on the east bank of the Kalamazoo River. So it's a fascinating story of this little community. So come along and join me. So the 2010 census recorded a population of 1,804 people living in Parchment, Michigan. And the small city of Parchment has a fascinating history that is inextricably tied to the product that gave it that name. For much of the 20th century, the town of Parchment and the Kalamazoo Vegetable Parchment Company grew and prospered together with the rest of the paper industry in the region. Kalamazoo as a whole, the county and the city of Kalamazoo, are known for their paper manufacturing and the industry, but Parchment had a very specific type of paper in the Kalamazoo Vegetable Parchment Company. And in recent years, however, the paper mill has closed its doors and Parchment has had to redefine itself in its role in the larger world. But the Kalamazoo Vegetable Parchment Company was founded in 1909, and its founder was Jacob Kindleberger, who was also known as Uncle Jake, and he set up his shop along the Kalamazoo River. The company then started selling pieces of land located around the mill to the mill workers. And then in 1932, Kindleberger left a track of 40 acres located in the center of the city, and this later became Kindleberger Park in his honor. And then in 1939, Parchment became a city by a majority vote. And it's been known as the paper city since that time. Over the years, the KVP company was bought by or merged with other companies, including Sutherland Paper Company, Brown Company, James River, and finally Crown Vantage. And in 2000, paper making in parchment ended and Thereafter, the city has struggled to sustain itself. But let's go back to the beginning. In 1909, Jacob Kindleberger set up his shop in an abandoned sugar beet factory on the banks of the Kalamazoo River. His mission at that time, like many other Kalamazoo entrepreneurs during the period, was to use the natural resources and convenient location of his factory to build a successful paper mill. Uncle Jake Kindleberger had a vision that was much greater than just paper and a factory. He had a Christian background and a good business sense, and this prompted him to make every effort to ensure the success of his company by providing his employees with a place to live in addition to having a place to work. Parchment was the youngest city in Kalamazoo County, and it began its life as a temporary housing for the mill workers, for the KVP company. The company's first employees lived in tents outside the mill, while Kindleberger family occupied the old office section of the plant. Over time, the company bought most of the land that comprises the modern city of Parchment. 
They gradually sold pieces of property, mostly to mill workers and their families, at reasonable prices so that they could live near where they were working. Kindleberger himself had a hand in most of the building projects in parchment during his lifetime. One of the greatest legacies Uncle Jake left was the track of 40 acres in the middle of town, which became Kindleberger Park when it was deeded to the village in 1932, as I mentioned earlier. It was made into a beautiful centerpiece of what Reader's Digest later called a neat, well-painted town. So if you can imagine that, it was developed around the paper industry and all of the mill workers were building or establishing themselves in newly built houses in proximity to the mill. And as the community grew, Kindleberger set up the city park as well as other amenities in town and encouraged other merchants to set themselves up. In 1930, when the settlement had a population of just 511 people, the governor of Michigan approved a charter that turned part of northern Kalamazoo Township into the village of Parchment. During the 1930s, the KVP company continued to bear most of the expenses for the community, but as the Depression dragged on and the community continued to grow, it became apparent that a new form of government was needed. In 1939, the citizens of Parchment approved a new charter and turned their town into a fifth class city. Over the next several decades, the new commission manager government took over various services that the mill had previously provided. The 1940s and 1950s were prosperous times for this young city. The KVP employed over 1,700 people at that time and was most known as the world's model paper mill. Other local businesses took root, including the Hercules Powder Company, which produced chemicals for the paper industry, Harding's Friendly Market, and Belle Isle's Cut Rate Store. Services included the police and fire protection, water and sewage, and an independent educational system. These were all developed and combined to make Parchment a desirable place to live. And then in 1960, KVP merged with the Sutherland Paper Company. And then in 1966, the Brown Company bought KVP Sutherland. And then in 1980, that concern was bought out by the James River Corporation. And finally, Crown Vantage, which operated from 1995 to 2000, was the last company to manufacture paper in parchment. And you can imagine that when the Crown Vantage Mill closed, it was a pretty hard blow to the city of Parchment. They were no longer a paper city. The town that Kindleberger had built had begun to find other ways to stay afloat with other industries, but their whole identity of being a paper city named Parchment was lost when the closing of the Crown Vantage Mill happened. Parchment has remained relatively small in size since that time. The cultural climate of the community has been enhanced by annual the Kindleberger Summer Festivals, which had taken place every year since 1981. Currently, the major debate in Parchment includes plans to redevelop the former KVP mill site, and suggestions for this have run the heavy gamut from heavy industry to single-family homes with shops or even a golf course was proposed at one point. So the future of Parchment's kind of up in the air, 
and it's more of a city that is in transition than anything else right now. But to better understand a community like Parchman, it's better to actually listen to some of the voices of the people that live there, especially when the factory was in production. And the Parchment Library has a website where they have a collection of oral histories that they took time to record with members of their senior community that had lived in Parchment. Many of them lived there all their lives. And I was listening to some of the tracks on there, and one of the stories is from a man named Willard Slocum. And he began working at the mill in Parchment around 1952. And he stayed there for over 41 years. And his story is just quite wonderful to listen to and hear his insight into the years of him working at the KVP mill. So I'm going to let you listen to some of that track right here. And then I will put the link in the show note descriptions of where you can listen to some more of these interviews if you're interested in at the uh, parchmentlibrary.org website. So let's listen to a little bit of Willard Slocum in this interview that he gave in approximately 2010. We're doing an oral history with Willard Slocum. Willard, what is your full name? Uh, Christopher Willard Slocum. Okay. And when and where were you born? Lawrence, Michigan, 1027-33. And you know, I forgot to ask you already, Willard. Spell your last name. S-L-O-C-U-M. Thanks. Well, what is your personal connection to the parchment area? I... Started at KVP and stayed there all my life. Yeah, how many years? 41 years and 10 months. And 10 months. How'd you yep. get, and so what year did you start? 1952. And how'd you get that job? My buddy and I was going through Kalamazoo looking for a job, and one of us says, well, let's go out to Kalamazoo Vegetable Parchment. And I says, I don't know if I want to work in vegetables or not. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I come out and found out it was a paper mill. (laughs) But also, too, is afterwards, I think about it, there used to be a program on radio, 20 questions. There's three items, animal, mineral, and vegetable. (laughs) Well... I found out that paper was a vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It is. Under these circumstances, it certainly was. (laughs) Okay, so, so you got you got hired. Did you get hired hired. like immediately? Yes. You did. Yes. I got hired. Well, I didn't get hired immediately. My buddy that come out with me. He got hired that night on 11 to 7, and I had to wait till the next morning at 7 o'clock and start work. Both, you... both of us got a physical that day, no. come back, huh. so, and he retired. He's passed away. His name is Ivan Geiter. Okay. Uh, but he had one more day of employment than I did. He did. Just because he went to work that night. <laughs> That's right. On on third shift. He was on He third. went on third shift and I had to wait until the wait. next morning shift. <laughs> That's pretty fast to get a and job. And both of us stayed there. 
That same amount. That same amount. Yes. Yeah. So they must have been they must have been busy. They were hiring, right? Yes. Out yes. there? Yes. So you could get you got a job. Did you go in there right out of high school? Get a job no, right out of high school? No, I had to wait until I was eighteen. Okay. I graduated when I was seventeen. I see. In June and then I got hired in August. Okay. But you had to be you had to be eighteen. That's right. By okay. law. Okay. Right. <laughs> so did you go to school in part in, in um, Lawrence? No. No, I went I no, I went to school well I started six years in Kalamazoo and then I graduated in Matawan. Matawan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's the first job you had at the mill? Picking up paper. From a brokeman. A brokeman. Brokeman. Yeah. Mill, mill one. Mill one. Okay. Started at the bottom. That's the bottom. Brokeman. That's the bottom. And just can you describe that job? When the paper is, when the paper machine isn't making paper, it goes on the pa- on the floor, and then they rethread the machines, and then all the paper that's on the floor, you got to pick up, put it in a wooden cart yeah whatever yeah take it back out to the beater room and then they recycle it i see i see and they they trim the rolls of paper as they come off the paper machine and the trim goes on the floor and you pick it up and throw it in the box and right how long did you do that i'm not sure too long not no, no, not too long. I, was uh, that like good physical labor? It was good physical yeah. labor, yes. And I remember that uh, there were different times when the paper machine was hanging out, as we called it, not making paper. And I'm thinking, that old man down to the other end, if he knew what he was doing, we'd be making paper. Ah. Well, it turned out to be... I was 18, and that old man was probably married with a couple of kids, maybe 30 years old. <laughs> uh huh. But he he knew what it he worked. was doing. He it worked, kind of... and I was very fortunate. I stayed in that department all the years. You did. What, I, and so, what's the name of the department? Mill one paper machine. Paper machine. Yep. Paper, okay. Yep. The horn. The paper machine. Horn machine. The horn machine and the Pusey Jones. Right. Right. Yep. So, but there were different jobs within you. You the paper uh, it was role. progressive. Yeah. When somebody above you left, then you, if you was in line, you filled that job. Right. And we. I mean, according to seniority. Yes. Then you could. Well, move, it, it was. Move up? I was. I had more seniority than you because you didn't start until yesterday. Right. And I just stayed in that line, and you just stayed behind right. me, and right. it worked. Yeah. Yep. So what did you do after Brokeman? Then I went to the Rollman, what they call the Rollman. Okay. He um, pulls the finished paper out of the machines and, and uh, puts it in the stock room. Mm-hmm. And then from there you go, then from there we went to... Uh, Fourth hand, which is a helper on the winder. Fourth hand on the winder. Okay. And that's 
the, that was on the, the horn side, and then you went to the fourth end on the fusey side. That was a bigger winder. And okay. then and then you went to the third hand on the small side because that was the winderman. Oh. And then okay. you went to the big side, which is a winderman, the third hand. Yeah. And then you went back to the little machine, which is the back tender. That's the one that builds the paper when it's dry. Okay. Um, and then you go to the fusey second back tender on the big side then you go to the little machine tender that's the wet end man okay and then you go to the big machine which is the Pusey Jones which is the machine tender and that's where I stayed I and see they asked me a couple times if I wanted to get into supervision because that's where they got a lot of their supervisors mm-hmm. right from the machines, and I said, no. 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 <laughs> yeah. You got to know these machines pretty well, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yep. And you, when you're on one job, knowing that you're going to the next job, we were always interested in going up the line. Yeah. Because you got to do something different on the machine, or you... Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. We, and we were proud of ourselves because we produced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those paper machines... Run all the time, run. 24 days a week. Right. That's what I understand. <laughs> exactly. Did you guys have to do maintenance on them? Or was that another department? A little bit. A little, yeah. Not, not really maintenance... Um, there were, we had to put on, um, felts, that was the, there was a felt that run Mm -hmm. through the dryer system. Right. When they would wear out, we would have to put a new one on, Mm -hmm. thread it through, um, but not really maintenance work that would be bearings and yeah um gears and things like mm-hmm. that no. mm-hmm. ever, ever have an accident luckily no i mean i see you have all your 10 fingers yes but that was a constant luckily no i uh yes we had two um catastrophes did fatalities fatalities there? you did yeah. oh boy yep in that room, in, or in that in that division, in, in that, that de- department. Department, yes, you did. Yep. Okay, yeah, it could be very dangerous work. It is. It was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. but luckily you no accidents. No accidents. Okay, okay. Um, so, good place to work. Yes. Nice place to work. Yes. You know, got a lot of guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Still to this, did you come to, you came to the reunion here in July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See a lot of guys. A lot of guys. Oh, good. And there's a lot of guys, including me, saying that mill would still be running if the right people were still with us. Really? What do you mean? Right employees or you mean right supervisors or owners? Well, I guess I'm going to have to say owners. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get... You went through several mergers. Yes. And you were there... 
Boy, you were there when they had, if it was 1952, when when Brown, or... Um, KVP. KVP, and then was it Sutherland, and then Brown? Yes. And then... Jo- joined, Jane, joined with jo- Sutherland. Right. Yeah. And then, was it James River after that? Brown Company, James River, and then Crown Vantage. Crown Vantage, yeah. Yeah. So you were there through all those mergers. Yes. What was that like? Was there... Was there chaos in there, or did you guys just keep working every day? No, we just kept working. We just kept working. So the story went, when we merged with Sutherland, they said that Sutherland was losing money and they were getting broke. So KVP bailed them out. Well, whatever. Okay. But I I, I do remember that when we merged, KVP... Had fourteen hundred employees, and Sutherland had forty five hundred. Ah! And nowadays, all it is is peanuts at the factories, or whatever. Really? Did a lot of Sutherland guys come into the factory? Right no. Here, here across the street, the no. Mill? They just stayed. They just stayed at Sutherland. They stayed down on the north side, Pitcher Street, That's Kalamazoo. That's right. The Pitcher Street plant. Yeah. No, they just, oh, okay. we didn't, we just, so you guys didn't we just got a different name. or get bumped no. or any of that? No. Okay. No. We just got a different name on our paychecks. Okay. So in terms of the work you were doing every day, it was kind of a seamless transition. You just yeah. kept making just kept paper. Making. Kept making the product. Yep. Okay. KVP made paper, food protection paper, and Sutherland made the box that it went in. I see. Okay. Okay. How about the union? Was the union organized after you started? No. There was no, there. I had a union all the time that I was there. Was it 323? Yes. Local 323. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you go out on the strike in 57? Yes. I think it was 57. I th- Yeah, what, I think so. Is it 57? Yeah. It, it was it was pretty short-lived. Yeah. I think. I think we got 2 cent raise out of that. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, 2 boy. cents was 2 cents oh. back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 50 years ago. Sure. Yeah. It means something else now. But then, you bet. Yep. You bet. And it was not, I don't think, in the wintertime. So it wasn't like No, it was summer. It was July. It was July. 15th of July, right? roughly. Around negotiation time, yep. right? That's oh, when yeah. the, yep. the contract came up for negotiation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. signed up for duty. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there a little storefront yeah. down Waved here for at the, the people union? going by in the cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there ever any any rancor, any bad feeling? I mean, did you ever get any people in town who yelled at you or anything? Or no, but I'm not. Sh- it wasn't '57, I don't think. But we did have one strike, and they, the company, brought in. It, well, it was like the National Guard guys. Was it? It it downgraded us, is what my thoughts and some of the guys are. What do you mean, the way you felt? Wait, there was you... there was guys. They didn't have guns, I don't think, but yeah. they was in their fatigues, com- kind of com- uh, uh, boots, yeah, combat, combat boots, boots, and their fatigues. fatigues. They were standing up on the roofs. Checking us out, and it was. Do you remember when this was? I 
I've talked to lots of guys here, and I haven't heard this one yet. Not the, was it in I the 80s? Was, I think it was a strike in the 80s. It might have been in the 80s. In the 80s. Because the strike of 57, yeah. I come back from the service. I, I, I was in the service oh, for did. two years. And they and kept a job open for you. Yes. What's, which service were you in? Which Army. branch? In the Army. Army. Did you go off uh, overseas? No, I went to Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. <laughs> you stayed in the States for two years. I stayed in the States for two okay. years. Yeah. And, and at that time... They were on strike, and I wondered if I wanted to go back to work or get a different job. I see. And okay. I'm glad that I went back because I was happy. Yeah. But this National Guard, it might have been the National Guard because I it, think No, I don't think called. it was. The, I don't know if it was the National Guard. I think it was some. Um, yeah. It was um, reserves? Some. some Police force or guards. Some, I don't know. A private? Do you private. Think it was a I think private? it was a private deal. Yeah. Agency? Yeah. It was hired. Uh-huh. And do you know why they would have done no. it? Were there threats? No, they, they, they locked, they put locks on the doors and this and that. Well, I, most of the year, I don't know, I don't know, think there was a lock on the door when they re- retired in 94. I know one thing. That okay. When I first started working there for many, 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 many years, there'd be a, a wife or a girlfriend or whatever come in the mill and bring somebody something to eat or yeah. us and I mean walk in walk out hey it was yeah open yes it was just open yeah it felt more welcoming than to yes. everybody yeah 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 yep okay well how long did that how long did that strike you we think was in the 80s with the private security force last it was short it was yeah, okay. it was. There was. It was. It was short. I'm. I. I don't. Mm-hmm. I guess I did. I mean, other than the guards coming out, I never had any yeah. bad talk, bad thoughts, or yeah. Just worked. Just worked. So that was just a fascinating interview that I came across, and I spent some time listening to it, and I just really learned so much just listening to him tell the story of his years in the parchment mill. And the personal life of somebody who started at the bottom and moved his way up inside one of those facilities and some of the accidents that happened along the way. He mentioned that two people died during the mill and also some of the issues with the strikes and other parts of the story that he told were quite interesting to listen to. And it just gives you an insight into a little bit of Michigan history in one industry on a personal note. And so I will try to revisit Parchment again and probably share some more stories from the parchmentlibrary.org website And uh, because these interviews are all fascinating and there's a lot of really interesting early Kalamazoo history there to take advantage of. But that's going to conclude today's journey through history. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to hit the like or subscribe or write a review on whatever app that you are listening on. It really helps to have other people reach out and find out more about the podcast. And then go to my website at michaeldelaware.com and send me a message. I'm always happy to hear from my listeners. And if you'll take time the next time you're on Facebook to go to Michael Delaware Author and hit the like button on that, that would be wonderful as well. That will help me out when I start releasing my book in the first quarter of next year. And I really would like to be able to send messages to everybody on there through Facebook on that page. So 
please be sure to uh, visit it. Once again, it's Michael Delaware Author, and hit the like button on that page. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past. Thank you for listening.